what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. The teaching sounds logical, it sounds reasonable, it lines up with science, it lines up with man's theory, it lines up with psychology. But the question we should be asking is, does it line up with the Word of God? That's the question we should be asking. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to the book of First Kings? The book of First Kings, chapter twenty-two. First Kings, chapter twenty-two. Move down, if you will, to verse five. First Kings twenty-two, verse five, and Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. The king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about four hundred men, and said unto them, Shall I go against Ramoth-Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king." And Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides, that we might inquire of him? And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imelah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him, for he doth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. Is there not a prophet of the Lord? It had been three years since Israel, by the help and grace of God, defeated the Syrian army. Ben-Adad at that particular time, who was the king of Syria, his army was completely destroyed. There was nothing protecting him. He goes to Ahab and he asks Ahab, begging for his life, Please have mercy on me, let me live. If you'll let me live, I'll restore all the cities which... My father took. Ahab should have killed him. But instead, he made an unscriptural covenant with Benadad and he let him go. And here we are now, three years later, and the city of Ramoth Gilead has not been restored. Instead, the Syrians have taken this city and they have turned it into a fortress, 
a stronghold, if you will. Let me tell you this. When you compromise with the enemy, when you compromise the Word of God, you're opening up the door for Satan to get a foothold, to put a stronghold, get a stronghold in your life. When you compromise the Word of God, when you compromise your convictions, not only are you opening up the door for the devil to get a stronghold in your life, but you're opening up the door for the devil to get a stronghold in your family. If you're not careful and you compromise the word, you're opening up the door for the devil to get a stronghold in your business. You're opening up the door for the devil to get a stronghold in your church. God help us today. We've opened up the door and the devil has gotten a stronghold in our country. You can't compromise when it comes to the word of God and make an unscriptural covenant with the enemy. Satan never fulfills on his promises. And there's the evidence right there. Three years and he had not restored Ramoth Gilead and now Ahab's got this stronghold in his kingdom he wants it gone he reaches out to Jehoshaphat king of the southern kingdom Judah when we look at the political policies of Jehoshaphat it's easy to see that he was trying to adhere to the Word of God. But when he made an alliance with Ahab, Ahab was the most wicked, ungodly king that ever graced the throne of the northern kingdom. When he made that alliance with Ahab, an unequal yoke, he went down, spiritually speaking. It almost destroyed Judah. And I said all that to say this. The Bible warns us about being unequally yoked together with unbelievers. You better be careful who you buddy up with. You better be careful who you partner up with in business. The Bible talks about being unequally yoked the Bible says we're supposed to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. And 1 Kings 22, verse 5, Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. Ahab asked Jehoshaphat to join him in battle. And Jehoshaphat said, let's go to the Lord and talk to the Lord about it. We learned something here. And of course, you probably already know this. We should inquire of the Lord. And I would like to think that most of you in front of me here today, you do inquire of the Lord when it comes to the big things like buying a car 
or buying a house or making a big business decision or renovations. You pray about those things. You seek the Lord about those things. I mean, all of these are big decisions in life. But ladies and gentlemen, we should inquire of the Lord every day, even in the small things. It's the small things that add up to the great big things. Are you listening? Jehoshaphat, let's inquire of the Lord today. So Ahab, verse 6, he gathers together the prophets, about 400 men. And he said, Shall I go up against Ramoth-Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. These were false prophets, 400 of them. What is a false prophet? A false prophet is one who says they're of God, has the appearance, they, they, they dress and look like they're godly. They speak very well, but they've not been called of God to be a preacher or a prophet or a teacher or whatever the case. Let me say that again. It is an individual, a false prophet is an individual who proclaims to be of God, but they've not been called by God. Or else, let me add this on to it, they were once called of God, but they have long since compromised their calling. A lot of preachers have started out right, but they kind of got off track church is full of them today a false prophet is one who will tell you anything tells what the people want to hear Israel was full of them in the days of Ahab and the modern church is too I mean you can go on the internet and you got people up there saying all kinds of things and so this is going to happen, and that's going to happen, and they give dates and names and all this kind of stuff, and, and the date comes, and none of this stuff ever happens. That's a false prophet. That's a false prophet. They're not called of God, and you as a child of God, you need to stop following them, and you need to stop listening to them. Well, Brother James, what if what they're saying comes true? That brings me to another point. A true prophet of God is a preacher of righteousness above everything else. Which means we're to look at what they're preaching and teaching more so than what they're prophesying. Where do they stand as it pertains to the cross of Jesus Christ? That's what you have to look at. Peter said, 2 Peter 2, beginning in verse 1, There were false prophets also among the people, talking about in Old Testament times, 
even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. In other words, they're subtly teaching away other than Christ and Him crucified. Every doctrine, every teaching, doctrine, teaching, same thing. Every message in some way has to have its foundation in the cross of Christ or else in some way it is false, it is specious, it is wrong. Get that. Understand that. Where do the individuals stand as it pertains to the cross? They're teaching damnable heresies right now as I stand before you. All across this country, thousands, thousands, tens of thousands of people are going to church. And I make that statement, and some of you would say, Amen, Brother James, that's what we need. But I wish I could stand here and tell you today that they were going to a church where they were going to hear the true Word of God preached under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I wish I could tell you that all those people were going to hear the gospel today, but instead they're going to go and hear about how to be a better you and how to make more money and how you can get a bigger house. Smile, it increases your face value. A lot of the people are going to go to church today and they're going to hear poison. Damnable heresies. And the Bible says, if you look there in verse 2, 2 Peter 2, verse 2, Many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason. By reason. There's a lot of churches right now that are looking for pastors, but they won't hire a pastor unless they know he's got a doctorate's degree in psychology. Just because they got a doctorate's degree don't mean they're called of God. Many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason. The teaching sounds logical, it sounds reasonable, it lines up with science, it lines up with man's theory, it lines up with psychology. But the question we should be asking is, does it line up with the Word of God? That's the question we should be asking. Is it reasonable according to what the Word of God says? Many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. They denigrate the truth of the cross and those who follow it. I heard a preacher the other day, he made the statement, he said, the way to love God is to love yourself. You think about that. What did Jesus have to say? Self is the problem. He said, if you're going to follow after me, you've got to deny yourself and take up the cross daily and follow me. I hear another preacher who makes the statement, he says, the cross of Christ was the worst defeat in human history. They denigrate 
the cross. When the cross of Christ was the greatest victory that mankind has ever known. Because when Jesus Christ died on Calvary, he defeated death. He defeated hell. He defeated demon spirits. He defeated the sin nature that's inside of you. And if you'll place your faith in what Jesus Christ did for you at Calvary, you can have the victory. Glory to God. You can have it. It's yours. You don't have to say ten Hail Marys to have it. Just believe. Believe what Jesus Christ did for you at Calvary. Why do we have so many false prophets today? Why do they do it? Peter said there in verse 3, Through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you covetousness lust lust of things lust of fame lust of fortune covetousness and then we have the word merchandise mentioned in there there's nothing wrong with if you see a preacher over television and he's selling a series on Whatever, as long as it's according to the Word of God, a book, good godly music that will usher you into the presence of God, there's nothing wrong with those types of things. Matter of fact, I encourage you, as a child of God, you need to have your own Christian library that you can go to and research for yourself and have music that you can listen to to usher you into the presence of God. There's nothing wrong with that. It takes money to make books. It takes money to make CDs. It takes money to produce these types of things. There's nothing wrong with that. But you got these people over television that are selling holy water and prayer cloths, merchandise. And you get down to it, it's all about the money, the money, the money. They'll make merchandise of you. They exploit the people. In other words, they find out what the people want, and then they give it to them. That right there is the model for the modern seeker-sensitive movement. Let's send out a letter, Brother James, into the community and ask the people what they want. We'll find out what the people want, and then we're going to convert the church and do what we have to do to get them in here. Because I'm going to say this, and you need to hear it. I'm not interested in what you want to hear. I appreciate the end-of-year bonus that you gave me a few weeks ago. But you're not telling me what to preach and how to preach. I'm going to preach what this book right here says. I'm not interested in what you want. I'm not interested in what you want to hear. I've had people to sit down in counseling and shared with me some things. And let me tell you, if you want to sit down and counsel, that's fine. But when it comes to sin, don't go into no details. I don't need to hear it. I don't want to hear it. The less I know about you, the better off I can pastor you, okay? All right? But if we sit down and counsel, I'm going to counsel you according to what the book says, and you might not like what I have to say. 
And some people have left this church because of some things I've had to tell them in counseling. They didn't like it. They didn't agree with it. They're not here anymore. So if you want to know why certain people are not here anymore, you look, well, why did they up and leave? Well, it's none of your business. But some things were said, they didn't like it, and they hit the road. Well, doesn't that bother you, Brother James? Look, I'm just a delivery boy. That's all I do. I go before the throne of grace, and I get down before God, and I say, God, what do you want me to give to the people? Sometimes he tells me, sometimes he waits till I'm standing right here in front of him, and he says, tell it like it is. Shell it down. This is what you say. This is what you do. I'm going to have to stand before God and give an account. Paul told Timothy, 2 Timothy 4, verse 2, Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. What does that mean? It means to preach the word of God, whether it's popular to say it or whether it is not popular to say it. You preach what the word of God says. And we are living in an age where homosexuality is rampant in this country. And if you say anything against it, oh, they will, they will nail you to a cross. Well, nail me, baby. Because this book says that it is an abomination to God. And all of those who participate in such are in danger of hellfire. And all of those that go along with it are in danger of hellfire as well. That's not popular to say today. I was preaching in a church not too long ago. Touched on that subject a little bit. I got a little pushback. They've not invited me back to preach there anymore either. I didn't even grab a Kleenex. If you like me, fine. If you don't like me, fine. Well, well, how you, what you think of me doesn't, it doesn't mean two bent pins to me. I care more about your soul than I do what you think of me. And I'm going to tell you what this book says. It's my business to preach the book. It's up to you to make the choice. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove and rebuke. Went to a preacher's conference. Dana and I did. It's been several years ago now. They had this professor up there. He had more degrees than a thermometer. He said, fellas, when you're preaching... Don't get too loud with your preaching. It causes people's brains to shut down. I had news for him. My brain had done shut down till he made that statement. Dana says my brain is shut down 90% of the time. <laughs> but then all of that, he said, when you're preaching, don't correct anybody don't be too dogmatic about anything oof, oof. I'm dogmatic when it comes to this book and the book says to reprove and rebuke point out that which is right and point out that which is wrong and preach it with conviction tell it like it is let the chips fall where they will Exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. 
In other words, strongly encourage the people to deny yourself, take up the cross daily and follow him. That's the only way you're going to make it, ladies and gentlemen. I've run out of time. I've got a lot more I, I want to share with you. We'll continue it next week. But the message today, is there not a prophet of the Lord? When you look at the numbers, Ahab had 400 false prophets. And the one man that told him the truth, he had him locked up in prison. Because he never prophesied anything good to Ahab. I read that this week and I was like, you sorry thing. If you were living like you're supposed to be living and weren't so evil and wicked, maybe he would have said something nice about you. Hello? But anyway, Ahab had 400 prophets, but then you got Micaiah. 400 to 1. Those numbers is not good. When I look at the modern church today, is there not a prophet? of the Lord I wonder what those numbers look like today as it regards the church we're going to continue this message next week come on back and be with us if you can today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.